What's up, guys? We're here to go over UFC Fight Night, Pavlich versus Blades. It's going to be, uh, what, UFC Vegas 72. And uh, so uh, UFC 287 just happened. Um, overall, on my picks, I did pretty good. I think I only got four fights wrong. Um, bets weren't so great. I had a... Uh, I did have a big play. I had a total of, you know, five units on Ignacio Bahamondes. I had three units on one book and two units on another book. And I think it was like a minus, one was like a minus 250. And uh, I think another one was a um, minus 260 or something like that. And uh, so that, that play went well. Um, but then I had a play on Adrian Yanez that didn't hit. He got destroyed. I was very disappointed <laughs> in that. Um, and then I had a play on um, Chris Curtis that didn't hit. So not so good on the bets there, at least on my posted ones. But um, yeah, I thought I thought that headbutt in the uh, second round played a lot into the uh, Chris Curtis fight. He was basically knocked out there for a second. So um, maybe if that hadn't happened, he could have pulled it out. But you know, Kevin looked pretty good, so can't take it away from him. Um, but I did have uh, other than that, I like I have I bet on a lot of things that you know um, I don't end up posting. I usually forget. Like I had a. I have a Kevin Kevin Holland by knockout um, play that hit, and uh, I did end up making. Y'all know I picked Christian Rodriguez uh, to get the win, and um, I live bet him after the first round for uh, you know some pretty good plus money, and uh, ended up ended up getting a good chunk there. And um, I also had a couple of prize picks bets that hit, but like I've said before, I'm not going to be not going to be giving out any prize pick stuff, you know, just because I want them to, to, you know, pay me, <laughs> sponsor me or something, but maybe one day, I don't know if y'all are interested, you know, comment below. Maybe I could set up like a Patreon for five bucks a month and post all my prop bets and prize picks and, you know, big parlays and stuff, but I don't like giving out the big parlays cause they almost never hit. You know, there's always somebody that, that screws it up. I mean, one of my parlays, um, last weekend, uh, couple of days ago on Saturday, I was like, it's like an eight fight parlay. And I got like six fights in and somebody screwed it up, you know? So I don't like giving that stuff out. I don't want to push people into putting their money on things that aren't going to hit. But if y'all wanted to see them, y'all just holler at me and let me know. And, and I'll put something together for you. Um, so, uh, uh, please like, and subscribe. And, uh, yeah, I'm, as always, please check out, uh, Chris Lytle's podcast lights out podcast uh, i don't get paid for this i just like to he was nice enough to do an interview with me so i like to i like to tell people about his show i really enjoy it it's a pretty good podcast and uh, sorry if i sound a little burn up today man i've been i was out working on a roof all day today so in the it's just now getting hot again but i'm not used to it because it's a uh, it's been like in the 60s for the past month and it was like 80 degrees here in texas today so i'm Got to get back used to that summer, that summer heat. So, anyways, man, let's uh, let's get into this card. First up, we got Muhammad Usman taking on Junior Taffa, and uh, I'm pretty excited about uh, Junior Taffa, man. Uh, if y'all been watching my uh, channel for a while, y'all know that uh, when I first started, you know, uh, the first video I'd put out, I think was like an MMA news thing or whatever, and. Um, I had talked about, you know, watch out for Junior Toffa. It was right before his last fight at Ryzen, and he got that knockout win. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do in the UFC. So, uh, Muhammad Usman is taking on Junior Toffa, and Muhammad Usman is 34 years old, uh, 6'2", with a 79-inch reach. He is 8-2 and two and 1-0 one in, one in the UFC. So Muhammad is uh he's a pretty big guy with a lot of power. Um you know, honestly, uh during the tough show he didn't really live up to the hype or you know, he he didn't seem to be as good as I expected the brother of the uh at the time champ, you know, um 
to be. And uh, the fights, you know, the fights were pretty boring. And, you know, he seemed kind of slow and pretty green to MMA. And, you know, he he did show in the Ultimate Fighter finale that, you know, um, which I don't think anybody thought he was going to win that fight. And, uh, you know, he just showed that he had big power for sure. And uh, so... I can't say much other than he has heavy hands from what I've seen. You know, he, he hasn't really fought any tough competition. Um, you know, he has a loss on his record to Dontel Mays, so that's not a very good look. Although it was it was earlier on in his career, but he hasn't had that big of a career so far. So, you know, the only advantage that he may have in this fight um, is his wrestling. Being a, You know, being a heavyweight and 34 years old, I just don't know, you know, uh, how much he's going to have improved or will improve, you know, jumping into the game pretty late in life. Um, but who knows? Anything could happen in a heavyweight fight. <laughs> he's going to be taking on uh, Junior Taffa. He is 26 years old. He's 6'3". Uh, we don't have a reach on him yet. I can guarantee you it's probably probably pretty close to what Usman's in, is, if not better or uh, bigger, longer. And he is 4-0. and and uh, it's going to be his UFC debut. Um, only 4-0, but he has a ton of kickboxing experience. Uh, he's fought over in glory for a very long time. Um, he was a New Zealand national champion, uh, kickboxing champion. Um, so here are all of his records that I could uh, that I could find for him. Um, he had a 2-0 pro boxing record. His kickboxing record was 28-5 with 23 knockouts. His MMA career is 4-0 with 4 knockouts. Um, obviously he's a very talented striker. He's got great Muay Thai, heavy hands. Uh, he moves really well for a heavyweight. Um, you know, it was hard to find a lot of his MMA fights, but, uh, I've been, like I said, I've been telling everybody to keep an eye on him for a while and I expect him to, to put on a good show. Um, so, uh, you know, it, he's in a bit better shape than his brother, Justin Taffa. He's a little bit more leaner. Um, and therefore he moves quite a bit, you know, quicker. Um, I would say his weaknesses are definitely his takedown defense, but you know I think that if Muhammad uses his wrestling in this fight, he'll just gas himself out and you know probably get knocked out anyway. Uh, so I'm gonna be taking Junior Taffa to win this fight. Um, I'm gonna say you know knockout round two, maybe round one, but maybe Muhammad will have some success early on with the grappling. Maybe hold Junior up against the cage and and try to wear on him that way. And most likely he'll gas himself out and junior will end up catching him, you know, in the second round or maybe the third. Next up, we got Bagdarell Dana taking on Brady Hestead. Uh, Dana is 33 years old. He is five, seven with a 70 inch reach. He is 12 and four and he's three and three in the UFC. And, uh, you know, this is a guy everybody that was really high on uh, after that three-fight, you know, knockout streak he went on. Uh, people were so high on him that Chris Gutierrez was an underdog against him. And, of course, you know, Chris knocked him out in that fight. But that just tells you that, you know, everybody's really high on Chris right now. And, and so they were they were picking this guy over him at that point. So, you know, people were really high on him. Um, I can't I can't fault him, you know, for that for that knockout. Chris is really good. Um, I was disappointed in his last loss, though. Um, you know, so it was against uh, Kung Kung Ho Kang, and uh, just had trouble getting anything going that fight. He was kind of just, you know, getting outlanded, and you know, whatever. But it was kind of disappointing. I really expected him to uh, to to win that fight. But uh, you know, he's a real exciting. You know, he's fun to watch. Um, he's got a really good lead right hand, big power, constantly moves forward. Um, he throws long combinations. He stays calm. Uh, he counters really well. He stays in position to use his power real well. Uh, you know, he lands hard even in the middle of like switching stances. You know, he throws really hard leg kicks. Um, you know, I think he was being just a little bit too careful in his last fight, coming off of that knockout. Uh, you know, he he will have the striking advantage in this fight. I'm not really sure on his takedown defense. Uh, we haven't seen much of it in his UFC career, so that's. That's something to worry about, and it's something that I spent a lot of time thinking on and and running tape back on, you know, on Brady and you know to make my decision on this fight. And uh, Brady is 23 years old. He's 5'8 with a 71 inch reach. He's six and two and one and one in the UFC. Uh, Brady's has Brady has a lot of finishes on his record on the regional scene. He hasn't shown much of that in the UFC yet. Um, he's going to have a one inch reach advantage here. And he's got he's got really good wrestling. Um, 
you know, like in the in the Ricky Tercios fight, he kept falling into, into submissions, uh, but he got out of them. So, I mean, I can't fault him too much for that. I'm sure he's worked on that. Um, his striking is like pretty wild. He wings a lot of punches. Not very pretty to watch. Um, his his grappling is where he stands out. He'll he'll need to get the takedowns to win this fight. Uh, seems like a pretty big guy for the weight class. He does have you know pretty bad striking defense. He does get hit a lot. Um, but if he can get the takedowns, he may win this fight. And and I've been kind of torn on this fight because I usually go with the guys with the with the grappling advantage. And my gut tells me that Dana will knock him out, and that Dana has fought the better competition. But I just I really worry about his takedown defense because the fights I've watched probably what four or five fights of you know Dana, and nobody was really trying to take him down. Um, so and especially I don't think anybody was because Brady is a really good wrestler. You know, it actually is really impressive. He does go out there and he does get the takedowns every time he fights. So, um, so I'm gonna go with the underdog man, and I'm gonna pick Brady to get the win, even though I don't want to. You know, uh, I, I he does he does always get the takedowns, man. So I, I'm gonna take him to get the takedowns in this fight and tire Denai out. And uh, but Denai could catch him running in, being crazy like like Brady does sometimes. So. Next up, we got Ronnie Yaya taking on Montel Jackson. Ronnie is 5'6", with a 68-inch reach. He's 38 years old. He is 28-10-1 and 13-4-1 in the UFC. And, that, you know, that's actually not a bad record for a guy that's been in the UFC this long. Uh, you know, he's been in the UFC since 2011. Obviously, if you know anything about him, he's good. Good. He's got good jujitsu. Um, tons of submissions on his record, and he goes for takedowns nonstop in his fights. You know, mainly because he can't strike very well. He does throw with a lot of power when he strikes, though. But uh, he's kind of like a, a bantamweight Damian Maya. You know, uh, he has really good top pressure. Um, he's real good at holding guys down. Uh, he is going to be at a major size disadvantage in this fight, and uh, there's not a lot to say, man. You know, he's a great grappler. Um, he might slow down in the third after chasing the takedowns for the entire fight, but you know he is pretty solid with his grappling, one of the best. You know, really great submission. So he's going to be taking on Montel Jackson. Montel is thirty years old. He's five ten with a seventy five and a half inch reach. He's twelve and two and six and two in the UFC. Uh, Montel's a really talented fighter. A lot of people are really high on him. I'm real high on him. Uh, he's going to have a seven and a half inch reach advantage here. He's real long for the division. Uh, he has big, heavy hands. Uh, he's very well-rounded. You know, really good wrist control is one of the things he really uses very well. And uh, he's got good submission defense. Uh, you know, good takedown defense, good wrestling. Um, I did find myself very frustrated with him in his last fight. But he had just came back from being out over a year for that, you know, for that last fight. So it was a lot closer fight than anybody thought it should have been. Uh, he couldn't, he couldn't get the takedowns in the first round. He, you know, he was missing all his punches and, and then he gave up a takedown at the end of the first round and, uh, just wouldn't put down a lot of volume, you know, and he got the win, but it was a close fight and it was Julio Arce, you know, Julio's pretty good, but I thought, you know, that Montel was just this, you know, guy had all the hype on him and everything. And I expected him to get a finish, you know, in that fight. And, but I'm going to chalk that up to him, you know, coming back from over a year off, and, uh, you know, a, a lot of people might not agree with me, but there is a path, you know, to victory for, for Yaya here. And, uh, Montel has had trouble in the past with really good grapplers and wrestlers. Um, I'm going to pick Montel to win, you know, uh, by decision, but, uh, I'm not going to touch this fight. The line on him is already way too high. You know, he was, uh, last time I checked, he was like a minus 650, you know, and, uh, and I don't know that he is that that deserving of that big of being that big of a favorite against a guy that's as good of a grappler as Ronnie Yaya. And, uh, I will tell y'all one thing, you know, um, that I'm probably going to do, but depending on what the, what the props are on it. Um, if there's a crazy, you know, big plus money play on Ronnie Yaya to win by submission, I would put a little bit of money on it just in case, you know, even I mean, what, if it's like a plus 600 and you put, you know, a hundred bucks on it, you know, I mean, it's, it's, if he wins, that'll be the way he wins by submission. So I don't think he's going to win. I think Montel's going to do it, but you just never know, man. And if you're looking for a way to, to play an underdog or anything like that for some big plus money, if, if Yaya wins, it will be by submission. So that wouldn't be a bad ang angle to uh, attack it from, but I, I think Montel will win. 
think he'll end up getting the decision. Next up, we got Carlos Condelario taking on Rafael Estevam. And Carlos is 31 years old. He's 5'8 with a 68-inch reach. He is 8-3 and 0-2 in the UFC. So, uh, you know, Carlos isn't a horrible fighter. He just he really hasn't had any easy fights as of late. I mean, if you look at if you look at his last you know, a few fights. Uh, the Contender Series fight was against Victor Altamirano. Lost a split decision there. It was a close fight. And uh, Victor has since proven to be a very tough guy. You know, he's put on good performances, you know, and uh, he's on a winning streak right now in the UFC. Um, and then he had Tatsuro Tiara. That's a guy who's undefeated and a very talented grappler. And then after that, he had Jack, Jake Hadley. So, I mean, not a easy... <laughs> an easy run for him so far in the UFC. So it's kind of hard to hold all that against him, you know, and, uh, but there are some things, you know, um, you know, he has good striking. He's, he's pretty fast with his hands. He's pretty well-rounded. Um, it's hard to know how bad his grappling, you know, is based off of one fight with Tiara, you know, who's an amazing grappler. Um, you know, one thing to watch with him, he has struggled to make the weight. And I think his last fight, he missed weight by a few pounds. And, uh, Probably due to that issue, he does slow down quite a bit after the first round. And I think he should consider going up to Bantamweight and giving it a shot because, you know, the UFC seems to be doing him no favors, you know, once again, matching him up with an undefeated prospect. And uh, I think maybe he wouldn't have so hard of a weight cut. Maybe his cardio would be better if he was up a weight class. He's a good size, you know, flyweight. So I think he would do well at Bantamweight. He's going to be taking on Rafael Estevam. He is 26 years old. He is 5'8 with a 69-inch reach. He is 11-0, and this is going to be his UFC debut. And this guy is really exciting to watch. Most of his wins are by finish, um, knockouts and submissions both. Uh, he's obviously very well-rounded. He's going to have a one-inch reach advantage here. He's got really good cardio. He pushes a tough base on guys, which is going to serve him well in this fight. Um you know, he's a, he's a good size for the weight class. Uh, in his fight on the Contender Series, he showed good submission defense, good ground and pound, throws really hard elbows from top position. Uh, he's a very good grappler. And I definitely see his game plan working out well for him in this fight. And I'm going to be taking him to win by submission in the second round. He's a very tough guy, man, and uh, very impressive. For somebody who's, you know, these organizations that he's been fighting in are pretty small, man, and whatever, and so you don't think much of it, but... Um, the way this guy fought, you know, he, he shows to be very talented, very, very good, uh, very good grappler, very good submissions, man, very strong, gets the takedowns, man, very good at scrambles and all that stuff, man, so I think he's a safe place to put your money, man, if you can get a good line, good line on him. Next up, we got Ricky Glenn. Taking on Christos Diagos. And uh, Ricky Glenn is 34 years old. He's foot, six foot tall with a 70 and a half inch reach. He is 22, six and two, and four and three in the UFC. So Glenn, Glenn was out for two and a half years after losing to Kevin Aguilar, which wasn't a good look. Um, came back, got a quick knockout on Joaquin Silva, who just ran into a, a big punch, you know, face first and basically knocked himself out, you know, and, uh, you know, which I think that brought a bunch of hype on, uh, on Ricky. Cause before that, I don't remember anybody talking about him much. Um, you know, he, then he was able to go to a draw against Grant Dawson. Dawson gassed himself out, you know, um, he, uh, you know, he out, he out grappled, you know, Ricky, the, uh, the, uh, the whole first round and then, uh, second round. And then Ricky came on in the third round and was able to get a 10, eight, and, uh, and he's been out for another year and a half now. So as far as the uh, pros for, for Glenn, uh, I'd say good cardio, good striking. He's got a really heavy right hand. Um, power carries over into the third round. And uh, as far as cons go, we just don't know what he's going to look like, you know, af after another long time off. And uh, he has struggled with the takedowns quite a bit in the past. So it's something to watch out for. He's going to be taking on Christos Diagos. He is 33 years old. He is 5'10 with a 71 and a half inch reach. He's 19 and 10 and 5 and 6 in the UFC. So, 
One thing I'll say for Christos is he's fought the tougher competition. I won't hold his last loss, you know, his last two losses against him much because Armand Sarukian is one of the best, and Tiago Moses is a very, very talented grappler, um, you know, which has been common for him. He's been submitted, you know, a few times in the UFC by very good guys, though, and uh, he's been working on that. He's been com- competing in uh, grappling competitions. He had a win in a Fury competition not too long ago. I don't know if they got that pulled up on here. I guess I'd have to look at his record, but it's not that important. But uh, I don't think he'll uh, have to worry about takedowns in this fight unless he's the one going for him. Diagos uh, has definitely been the more active fighter as well. He's going to have a uh, one-inch reach advantage. Um, he has pretty quick takedowns. If he if he does, if he has the wrestling advantage, he can use it very well. You know, we saw that in some of his fights with uh, Carlton Minus. He was very dominant with his grappling in that fight, and Sean, you know, Soriano. But Sean's a horrible fighter. So, but um, and I and I think um, I think he's going to have the better cardio here, Giagos, and I think he will be the bigger, stronger guy here. I have trouble understanding why it's so one-sided towards Glenn, you know, um, because if you look at it, 88% for Glenn, (laughs) uh, because if, if Grant's cardio wasn't bad in that fight and he would have, you know, ended up losing, he was able to control him for that one more round, you know, and, uh, and he would have lost that fight, you know, uh, this would be a pick him probably, or he would be just a slight favorite, you know, um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I could say that Giago's record doesn't look that good, and I would agree with that, but also Glenn's doesn't look all that great either as far as we're talking about like UFC records. And I'm kind of torn on this fight because I could see Glenn getting the knockout, but I could also, you know, see Giago's getting the takedowns and, and winning. And uh, I kind of want to pick Giago's, man. Kind of debating on it. I mean, I wouldn't put money on it. I do think he has a lot of potential and I think the matches that he's been getting haven't, you know, have been kind of, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard for, to get a win over a Tiago Moises or a, you know, a Armand Sarukian. So I'm hoping that he shows up in this fight. I want Giagos to win, uh, but I am going to pick Glenn to win. Uh, as far as the method of victory, let's say, uh, say he gets the win by, uh, and I'll go with decision, man. Next up, we got Priscilla Cachuera, Zombie Girl, taking on Kareem Silva. Uh, <laughs> Priscilla Cachuera. Cachuera is 34 years old. She is 5'7 with a 65-inch reach. She is 12-4 and 4-4 four and four and four in the UFC. Um, so the most impressive thing about uh, Zombie Girl um, is her power, and you know she has three finishes in the UFC. She just finished Ariana Lipsky in the first round, and Lipsky just beat JJ Aldrich. So that's an impressive win, especially in hindsight. And uh, you know she really loads up on the right hand. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of hers. Uh, I always I always want her to win. <laughs> she has struggled in the past with submission defense. She seems to have improved quite a bit, and uh, she's going to have the power advantage here. And she throws hard kicks. She can take a punch. You know, she always goes forward. Not very technical. She throws really wild on the feet. Uh, but I don't really mind it. You know, it's, she's always exciting to watch. And uh, it's another one that I, I kind of really want to pick Priscilla here. <laughs> because I just, she's very impressive, you know, from what I've, you know, seeing the finishes she's been getting and everything. And she's going to be taking on Kareen Silva. She is 29 years old. Five five with a sixty seven and a half inch reach, and fifteen and four and one and zero oh in the UFC. And she's very talented. She has really great jujitsu. Lots of finishes on her record. Um, on the regional scene, her uh, sorry, I was getting some water. Um, so her debut was uh was over a girl who's since been cut from the UFC. Um, who was that? Uh, Pollyanna Batella. And um, she's gonna have a two-inch reach advantage here. She is a uh, you know she's more technical striker than than Cachoeira. She'll have the uh, grappling advantage here probably. Um, you know Silva should win this fight. You know if you're if you're looking at stats and and performances and all that. You know on paper you know Silva should win this fight. Um, 
You know, Cachoeira has fought the better competition. Most of Silva's fights, you know, end in the first or second round, so I wonder how she's going to look in the third. Um, I think Silva will win by sub if she does win. Silva Silva's going to be the pick, but I want Cachoeira to win. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I... I can see a scenario where Cachoeira eats everything Silva has to offer and wins in the third round. So I won't put money on this one. I really want to pick Cachoeira, but, you know, Kareen's definitely got the more clean technical striking. But if it if it goes late into the fight, uh, Cachoeira is definitely alive for a third round knockout. So be watching the live betting on that too, man. I, I make money on that live betting almost every week, man. So a lot of the times it's what saves me, so. Always keep an eye on that. Maybe one of these days I'll end up doing like a fight companion and watching the fights on a live stream or something. And that way y'all know when I'm putting, you know, live bets down or something. Next up, we got Francis Marshall taking on William Gomes. Uh, Francis is 24 years old. He's 5'9 with a 72-inch reach. He's 7-0 and and 1-0 in the UFC. And uh, he made his debut knocking out a, a really tough guy in Marcelo Rojo. Um, he's a young guy. He's he's going to be constantly getting better. He's a pretty good-sized featherweight. He's a very good wrestler. And, uh, you know, he showed his hands in his debut, though, man. You know, he, he trains under Kurt Pellegrino, a former UFC fighter. Uh, he's a very powerful guy, very powerful wrestler. Um, I don't have anything bad to say on, on this guy. He'll, you know, he'll, he's going to have the wrestling advantage here, and I expect that to serve him well in this spot. And uh, neither of these guys have really fought super high-level competition. But I was very impressed with Francis Marshall in his USA debut. I mean, he didn't have any trouble in that fight whatsoever. He's going to be taking on William Gomes. He is 25 years old, 6 foot tall, with a 73-inch reach. He's 11-2 and and 1-0 in the UFC. And he's a, you know, he's a real tall guy for the weight class. Um, he's going to have a 1-inch reach advantage here. He's a very talented kickboxer. Uh, technical striking, throws a lot of kicks, fights mostly in the southpaw stance. Uh, I think he'll have the striking advantage here, but I, I think Marshall will have the power advantage and, and definitely the wrestling advantage. And I expect Marshall to win this fight with his wrestling. Um, and I, I'm going to take him to win by decision. He needs to play it really safe. You know, Gomes is a very talented striker. He's got really good kicks. So Francis needs to get in there and get the takedowns and control this guy on the ground, try to finish him that way, maybe by submission. But, I'm going to say that Gomez survives, and I'll say, say Francis wins that by decision. Next up, we got Carol Rosa taking on Norma Dumont. And uh, Carol Rosa is 28 years old. She's 5'5 with a 67 and a half inch reach. She's 16 and 4 and 5 and 1 in the UFC. That's a pretty good record, man, you know, for, for being in the UFC. For a young young girl that's that's you know just starting out her career is already five and one in the UFC. So um, she's very well rounded. She has really good trip takedowns, good top pressure. She had really good uh, jujitsu and submissions. Um, looking forward to seeing how she's going to look up at featherweight. Um, you know she stays real calm. She doesn't overexert herself, and she doesn't really take any unnecessary risk. And sometimes I wonder if maybe that's because of the weight cuts. I mean, maybe that's why she's going up to featherweight. Um, you know, and I expect her to look better at featherweight and cutting less weight. So, and, uh, she's going to be taking on Norma Dumont. She is 32 years old. She's five, seven with a 67 inch reach and she's eight and two and four and two in the UFC. And, uh, it's very one-sided on topology, man, for Dumont. And, uh, I don't really know why. I mean, <laughs> She lost to Macy Chason and Megan Anderson, so I don't consider either of them top of the line fighters. Um, you know, they're they're really only relevant because there's barely any featherweight women in the UFC, and there's not a lot of action in the weight class. Um, you know, Norma's going to be the bigger fighter. Uh, I honestly think this fight could go either way. Um, I think Norma will probably be better on the feet. Rosa will be better on the ground. Um, and originally, man, I was like, man, I'll, I'll go with. Uh, I was going to go with Carol Rosa. And, and then I looked at the, looked at the odds and Carol Rose is actually the favorite right now. Cause I, I figured Carol would be the, would be the underdog. So I wanted to take her there. And, uh, and then I saw that she's a favorite right now. So then I'm like, man, you know, kind of want to go with Dumont then. Cause I was just going to kind of go with the, 
with the underdog in this because I figure it could go either way. Um, I guess since Norma's the underdog, man, I'll, I'll go with her on this one. I'd say the value would be on her more so, but uh, there's a good chance that Carol gets the win here, man. I kind of I really did want to pick her uh, in the beginning. That was who I was gonna say and. But I would say go with the underdog in this spot. If you're planning on putting money on it, I would say go with the underdog. There's more value there. Next up, we got um, Yasmin Lucindo taking on Brogan Walker. And uh, Yasmin Lucindo is 21 years old. She's 5'3 with a 66-inch reach. She's 13-5 and 0-1 and and in the UFC. And uh, her debut was against a very um, entertaining, it was a very entertaining fight, very entertaining, uh, Yasmin Uruguay. That was an amazing fight. And uh, there was very, they were both very entertaining. Um, you know, her and her opponent showed that they should have been in the UFC a long time ago. Um, you know, she, uh, Lucinda looked very good, even in a loss. Um, you know, very young, has tons of experience for her age, lots of finishes on her record, KOs and submissions. Uh, great cardio. She pushes a really good pace. Um, she can be real wild at times, but you know, very fast hands. Even when she's winging wild shots, um, you know, they're really fast. So um, she's going to look better every time we see her. She's going to continue to to improve. Um, I'm not one to bet on women's MMA very often, but this girl's pretty good. And uh, if she needs to use her grappling in this spot, you know, she she uh, will be able to. And uh, I would say she definitely has that advantage here, but I think she also has a striking advantage here. And she's going to be at a slight height and reach, ditch it, uh, reach disadvantage, which I'm sure is something she's probably used to and dealt with in the past. And uh, she's going to be taking on Brogan Walker. She is 33 years old, 5'4", with a 67-inch reach. She is 7-3 and and 0-1 and in the UFC. So, you know, Brogan's record doesn't include the wins in the Ultimate Fighter house. Um... We saw that she struggles with the grappling and the takedowns. I'm looking forward to seeing if she looks better here. You know, um, she's a very good, she has good kickboxing. Um, she was supposed to, uh, supposed to fight Na Ling not too long ago, and that was a winnable fight for her. But unfortunately, uh, you know, I'm going to have to go with Lucendo here to get the win. And I'm going to say, uh, since Brogan showed to have pretty bad cardio in her last fight, I say Lucendo gets a third round finish. Maybe TKO by ground and pound. Now we're getting into the good fights. <laughs> yeah, this card, this this card isn't. Eh, I guess it's pretty good. The next card that I'm about to start working on is one of the ones that I, I don't think is very exciting until you get to like, you know, the last few fights on the card, if I remember correctly. But I, it could be another one. I don't know. I look at all these cards all the time. We got Jeremiah Wells taking on Matthew Simmelsberger. And Jeremiah Wells is 36 years old. He's 5'9 with a 74-inch reach. He's 11-2-1 and and 3-0 in the UFC. And I had my doubts about Wells, you know, before the UFC. But, you know, I'm a big fan now. Um, he's won me some money in his last two fights. Uh, he showed to be very powerful, very well-rounded. He had uh, three finishes in a row so far in the UFC. And uh, super strong guy, short and stocky for the weight class. He, uh, he trains at Renzo uh, Gracie Philly. He has really good jiu-jitsu. Um, you know, this is going to be the toughest guy he's faced yet, though, in Simmelsberger. Um, I do worry about Wells' cardio in the third round. I don't know if it's bad. I just We haven't got to see him go to a third round yet. It's the only reason I'm, I say that. And it could be just just fine. So, not a just something we haven't seen yet. And he's going to be taking on Simmelsberger. He is 30 years old. Uh, 6'1 with a 75-inch reach. He's 11-4 and 5-2 and and in the UFC. So uh, my very first video that I put out, I had, I had to uh, talk about how I had a bad night because Simmelsberger beat Jake Matthews, and uh, he showed me how bad Jake's chin is, you know, and uh, I've never been super high on Alex Morono until recently. He showed to be pretty good. But I thought Simmelsberger would destroy Alex, and, and he didn't. He got beat up that fight bad. And uh, so I'm on the fence with him. You know, sometimes Simmelsberger looks amazing, and sometimes I'm not so impressed. Like the, you know, the A.J. Fletcher fight, I expected him to destroy him, and he and he didn't. Um, he's very well-rounded. He has good wrestling, uh, good takedowns. 
he does tire out when he does use a very, you know, wrestling heavy approach, you know, into the third round. He's got very heavy hands, uh, really good striking. Um, he'll be much taller, but only have a one inch reach advantage here. And uh, he has been knocked out twice early in his career. I don't think these guys are going to be able to take each other down. Uh, I think this is going to be a very exciting fight while it lasts. And I'm going to be taking Wells to get the win by knockout. Uh, but if this fight goes into the third round, uh, that will probably be, well, well, unless Simmelsberger's trying to get takedowns the whole time, he'll probably shine in the third round if it gets there. So that's something to watch for, too. Maybe it, maybe he does get a late finish if it goes into the third. So be watching the live the live betting on that. But I'm going to be taking Wells to get the knockout. Next up, we got Brad Tavares taking on Bruno Silva. And uh, Brad Tavares is 35 years old, 6'1", with a 74-inch reach. He's 19-7 and 14-7 and and in the UFC. And uh, he's very good, man. His losses have only been to some of the best guys in the world. Um, if we look at his record real quick... Uh, you know, he lost to Drickus Duplessis. And although Drickus does have a very bad cardio problem, he is still undefeated in the UFC right now. And uh, he beat Omari Akhmedov, uh, Antonio Carlos Jr. That's Shoeface, right? That's what they call that guy. <laughs> um, he had a loss to Edmund Shabazian. Uh, you know, Edmund was good at the time. Uh, Israel Adesanya, you know, he went to the decision with him. Uh, he knocked out Christoph Jocko. Uh, he beat Talos Latis, Elias Thurido. Um He lost to Robert Whitaker. Uh, he fought. He beat Nate Marquardt. Um, Yoel Romero. He had a loss to him. So only really tough guys. You know, beat Tri Brad Tavares. Man, he's he's a pretty tough guy. And uh, so um, he did take a lot of damage in his last fight, but it's been it's been over eight months, so he has had the time to to heal. Um, he has good takedown defense. He fights smart. He's got good cardio. The power is there, even though he hasn't had a ton of knockouts in the UFC. I mean, he's a pretty good striker, and that's how he wins most of his fights. You know, he lands the volume and the clean shots and kind of points his way to a decision. And, uh, I, I well, honestly, he could get a finish in this fight. But he's going to be taking on Bruno Silva. He is 33 years old, 6 foot tall with a 74-inch reach. So they're dead even on the reach here. He is twenty-two and eight, and three and two in the UFC. Let me start by saying that I will never put money on Bruno Silva after how he looked in his last fight. Um, he showed to have no gas tank at all, and uh, I'm not really sure what was up with him. You know, um, how do you go from having a competitive fight with Alex Pereira, the champ, or was the champ till this weekend, and uh, to losing to Gerald Mearshart? You know. Um, he has big power. He's got tons of wins by knockout. He's very skilled on the feet. Um, I think Brad will just need to smother Bruno up against the cage for a round, you know, uh, to slow him down and then just kind of pick him apart after he's gassed out. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe Tavares does what Gerald Mearshart does and tires him out and then ends up getting a submission. I'll say he gets a submission in round three, rear naked choke, or, yeah, we'll say rear naked choke. Next up, we got Bobby Green, Bobby King Green taking on Jared Gordon. And uh, Bobby Green is 36 years old. He's 5'10 with a 71-inch reach. He's 29-14-1 and 10-9 and in the UFC. And, you know, that doesn't sound good, 10-9 in the UFC, but doesn't his record on paper doesn't do him justice. I mean, he's fought a lot of tough guys. He's got a lot of good wins. Put on a lot of good performances. And, uh, you know, so... Bobby's one of the slickest boxers in the UFC. He has amazing head movement. You know, I love the way that he rolls with his punches whenever people are hitting him. So they don't—they almost have no effect on him a lot of the time. And he keeps his hands down really low so people don't see the punches coming. He throws a ton of volume. He uses his jab very well. Uh, it's crazy how bad he was destroying uh, Drew Dober in his last fight before Do Dober ended up catching him finally and knocking him out. Uh, which worries me a bit because, you know, that that's one of the few times that Green's been finished, like knocked out, out, you know, I mean, completely out. I don't think I've ever seen that happen to him so far. But, you know, I expect him to be the better striker here. He will have a three-inch reach advantage in this fight. And, you know, he has struggled with really good grapplers in the past, you know, Islam Makachev and, you know, probably 
who else has he fought that's a really good grappler that <laughs> look at his record Thiago Moises um, you know that was a, probably one where he got out grappled there actually no it wasn't if I remember that fight it was a close fight on the feet and Thiago got the decision he might have got a couple takedowns there but yeah, this some of these people look like I guess he hasn't fought a whole lot of really, really good wrestlers other than Islam Makachev and <laughs> Tiago Moises. Anyways. He's gonna be taking on Jared Gordon. He is thirty four years old. He's five nine with a sixty eight inch reach. Uh he's nineteen and six and seven and five in the UFC. And uh Jared's a very underrated fighter. He got robbed in his last fight against Patty Pimblett. You know, he clearly won that fight, but you know when we were watching that fight, I actually told my girlfriend, you know, I was like, uh, if this fight goes to decision, Patty's going to win no matter what, you know, because the UFC wanted him to win that fight, and uh, so it sucks that that you know Gordon got screwed, man, and you know he's a, he's a good wrestler, good grappler, um, which is where you know Green struggled in the past a little bit, and uh, you know he'll have to get the takedowns to win this fight for sure. Green is. Green's already a really big favorite, and uh, I think he wins, but uh, I don't agree with the line, you know, being so high because Gordon's very good. Um, if Gordon gets the takedowns, you know, jump on the live betting line, see if you can get him a good plus money. Um, otherwise, I expect Green to win by decision. Uh, I think, I don't know if Gordon's as good enough as a wrestler to to be able to get, you know, Green down. He, he does have good takedown defense. Like I said, he's really only struggled with the really high-level wrestlers. So uh, I'm going to take Green to win by decision. Next up, we got Yadong Song taking on Ricky Simone. And uh, Song is 25 years old, 5'8", with a 67-inch reach. He is 19-7-1 and 8-2 and and in the UFC. And, uh, you know, he's he's really good. Um, he just keeps getting better every time we see him. I'm a fan of his, for sure. Uh, I really like his boxing. He, he's very fast. Um, you know, he throws good long combinations. You know, he came into the UFC at a very, you know, very young age and, you know, 10 fights in, he's still only 25 years old. So you know, it's pretty impressive what he's accomplished so far. And I don't hold his last uh, loss against him. You know, Corey Sanhagen's one of the best in the world and it wasn't like he was finished. The fight was stopped because of a cut. So, and, uh, you know, who's this? his other loss was to Kyler Phillips, which I think Kyler Phillips is very good, but uh, maybe he's not. Maybe he had a bad night that night. I don't think he's that good that he should have beat the version of Yudong Song that beat Casey Kenny, Julio Arce, and you know Marlon Marais. But uh, so he's gonna be taking on Ricky Simone. He is thirty years old. He is five six with a seventy inch reach, and uh, he is twenty and three, and eight and two in the UFC. And uh, Simone is a very powerful wrestler. You know, I was shocked at, at how easy he made beating Jack Shore look in his last fight. I mean, it really blew me away because, you know, Jack had really, uh, you know, he had really impressed me with the with the Timor Valia fight. You know, I thought Jack was on his way, you know, to the title shot. And uh, Jack had nothing for him, man. And, uh, you know, Ricky has amazing takedown defense. He has really good submissions, especially his arm triangle choke. I believe he's had a couple of wins bar him tri triangle choke in this uh yeah, he's got two right there just on this. And uh he had a knockout over Rafael Sunsau. And um yeah, he's got a uh, he's uh, powerful hands. Um he he's going to have a 3-inch reach advantage in this fight. So I'm pretty torn on a pick for this fight. Uh I think Song's going to have the striking advantage. And I think this fight could really go either way. Um you know, and I, and it's tough for me because I've been riding with Song. I mean, I, I picked him to beat Corey Sanhagen, you know, and uh, I'm really high on him. But I have seen him get taken down, you know, a few times, and I think Ricky's going to be able to use his wrestling in this fight to get the victory. Would I be surprised if, you know, Yudong Song caught him with a big punch and knocked him out? Absolutely not. But um, I'm going to be taking Ricky Simone to get the win here, and uh, I think he's going to use his wrestling and win a decision. Next up, we got the main event. It's another one I've been struggling with, and I haven't quite decided on. It's like last week. I'm going to be sitting here contemplating on this video while I'm talking to y'all who I'm going to pick. So, uh, 
Sergey Pavlovich versus Curtis Blades. Sergey is 30 years old. He's 6'3 with an 84-inch reach. Uh, probably one of the longest reaches in the UFC, man. And uh, he's 17-1 and one and 5-1 and one in the UFC. And uh, one of the things to, uh, to, to talk about in this fight, obviously, if you go back and look at his record, he is... Uh, he lost his UFC debut to Alistair Overing by ground and pound. He was taken down, and uh, so that's something to to worry about here because these people, you know, um, Marcelo Gome is he even in the UFC anymore? Uh, I don't know. Mar- Maurice Green isn't, and Shamil uh, Abrinimov. Everybody's beating him right now, and uh, yeah, Derek Lewis and Ty Tuivasa are good wins, but. I, I kind of really worry about his takedown defense and, and what happens if he is unable to land that big shot. But it only takes one shot, as he's shown. One punch, is, and he's got the power, man. He's, he's a he's good, good striker, good kickboxer. Um, haven't got to see much of his ground game. He's a really big guy. I'm sure he's not easy to get down. But, uh, man, he's got the touch of death. You know, I mean, he knocked Lewis, Derek Lewis down, tied to Avasa, like they were nothing. Uh, so that's scary, man. So it, it's kind of hard to go against that. And he's going to be taking on Curtis Blades. He is 32 years old, 6'4", with an 80-inch reach. He is 17-3 and 12-3 and and in the UFC. You know, looking at Curtis' record, he's very good. You know, whether anybody likes him or not. I didn't like him for a while, but I'm back, I'm back into being a fan of his. And, uh, you know, if you look at his losses, man, it's only been to Francis Ngannou twice. And Derek Lewis, you know, he ran into that uppercut going for a takedown and everybody was calling him a boring fighter and stuff like that, you know, and he came out there and knocked out Chris Dawkins, which everybody's done that now, but at the time it was a big deal. And, you know, the, for the brief little bit of time that the Tom Aspinall fight lasted, he was actually throwing some good punches and landing a few good shots on Tom, you know, uh, before the fight got stopped due to that, that knee injury and, I guess he had one no contest knee injury for I don't even know who that guy is Adam Milstead. I'd have to go back and look that look at that one to see what happened. But you know, obviously, is he's he's gotten a lot better with his striking, and uh, that's not something he's going to want to play around with in this fight um, with with Sergey. And he's going to need to get the takedowns, and he's going to need to do it quick. And I just don't know, man. If he if if Sergey hits him one time. You know, um, you know it could be over. So I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's I'm really torn on this fight because my brain tells me pick Blades because I think Blades is probably one of the, uh, I think he's one of the better fighters in the in the heavyweight division right now. I think he ha- I think he could put up a good match with John Jones because he is one of the few heavyweights that can wrestle. Um, but I also would love to see Sergey Pavlovich and John Jones, even though Jones would probably clearly win with his wrestling, but uh. And I'm torn on this fight. I want to pick Blades. I really do. It's hard to pick against freaking the Russian touch of death guy over here. Man. Let me look at the line. Let me see who's a who's a favorite right now, real quick. I believe Curtis was a favorite the last time I checked. This book would hurry up and load. So. Right now, Sergey Pavlovich is a plus 146 underdog, which makes me kind of want to pick him. You know what? I'll say the value is more on Sergey Pavlovich and his uh and his power. Yeah, but I do think Blades will win. I'm gonna go with Pavlovich, man. He's an underdog. He's a good side. It's a good plus money. 
that's the place to put your money, man. If if you're betting on this heavyweight fight, you know, because um, all he has to do is land one punch, and uh, and Blades has been knocked out before, but uh, it's another thing to 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 watch, man. Obviously, you're not going to get too too good of a price on Blades if he gets the takedown on the live betting because he's already a favorite. So, I wonder what the UFC is going for here. I wonder who they want to see fight Jones. You know. Is obviously one of these guys is going to be the runner-up. Yeah, man, I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Pavlovich because he's plus money. There's value there. Anyway, that's uh, that's it for my picks. As far as uh, as far as bets go, let's see here. So. Uh, Got a play on, got a one unit play on Jeremiah Wells. I got a two unit play on Francis Marshall, and I took um, I took I took Wells and Green, and made a uh, two man parlay plus one twenty seven for that, and I just put like a little like. You know, point quarter, you know, unit or probably even less than a quarter unit. I don't even remember. But uh, and then I added to that. I then added Marshall and Simone to that, and that's a plus five thirty one parlay. So uh, yeah, and I put just like a probably a few hundred dollars on that, and I didn't put too too much on it. But uh, that's all I got so far this week. Oh yeah, and also, um. Sometimes it bites me in the ass jumping on the lines real early, but uh, they've got uh, Benil Dariush at least on, which book was that? I think it was on Bovada. I don't know. I have like three books I use, but uh, he's a minus 120 right now for the uh, Charles Oliveira fight, and uh, I am going to be taking Dariush to win that fight, and uh, he might wind up at plus money later on. I don't know. But um, I seem like 120 was a pretty good price. Minus 120 was a pretty good price to jump on. Uh, if he winds up as being an underdog, I'll put even more money on him, you know, for the plus money. But I just want to do a, yeah, go ahead and let y'all know on that one. That way, if y'all are interested, you can jump on it ahead of time, whatever. But uh, yeah, man, that's that's gonna be it for me today, man. Sorry if I sound a little worn out. Uh, I wish I didn't have to freaking build houses for a living but and i wish i could do this make some money doing this but y'all let me know what you think about uh you know me uh starting a patreon you know if any of y'all be interested in that like five bucks a month and i post like prop bets and uh price pick stuff on there and stuff like that or maybe different you know bigger parlays like the stuff that i don't ever you know that i don't ever post or whatever but uh I really appreciate you guys, man. Please like and subscribe. Um, I'm almost, I think I'm over 150 subscribers now, so that's a big deal for me. So I've only been doing this a few months, and uh, and I and I look forward to hearing all you guys, man, in the comments and everything. I always enjoy bullshitting with you guys, so thank y'all very much, man. Y'all have a good night, man. I'm out of here.